Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network, now the largest new media platform on the web, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Arrow After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Arrow After Show. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Team Arrow fans, welcome to AfterBuzz TV, where we are celebrating the season finale for Arrow and quite an epic episode. A lot of controversy, I think, is going to happen between us hosts right now. I'm your host, Ali Kona Bradford, and I am joined by two amazing people. Please introduce yourselves. Hi, everyone. Yell Teagle here. How are we doing, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another great finale to Arrow Season 2. I am your host, Michael Durgin, and you guys may know me as Mowgli. Let's get this started. Yeah. Okay, so like I said, a lot of controversy because this is such a generic question. I want to ask in whole what you guys thought because there were a lot of, yeah, and a lot of, oh, and I feel like, I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay. Because I'm going to spoil the end. Not that you guys haven't seen it already, but I just... Mm, what did you feel about this episode? How about All right, that? So here's how I felt about the episode. Uh-huh. I loved the action. It was action-packed. There were awesome fight sequences. It was kick-ass. Amazing. Wonderful. There was that one thing that we'll get to that I, as you guys know, was like, hey, here's what just happened. I figured it out. And that was a little disappointing. Um... But all in all, good episode. Move the plot. We finally got to see why he thought Sarah was dead and why he thought Slade was dead. Right, right. Thank you. Um, and and there were definitely moments where I was like, wait, no. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which we'll get to. Yeah. And you? What'd you think? Um, <laughs> How about this? Just a general, I was disappointed. I thought it was amazing. Meh, I'm okay about it. I was really excited. I'm really happy to see Oliver come through in the end. He is a hero. He uh, lived a hero's life. He took down Slade. I was really excited about everything that went down. Um, I was just reading a tweet. Hey, uh, are we uh, are we down right now online? We, we are, are indeed. At the yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, so you uh, are watching right. this now. If you're watching it, you're watching it via <laughs> YouTube. So thank you so much for watching. But what I want to say is, so starting the episode, the city is a muck, and these soldiers are going buck wild everywhere. And the huge theme of tonight's episode, I mean, there were several themes going on, but one that I picked up on, and I'm sure you guys did at home as well too, is to kill or not to kill. That is the question. Nice. You like that? My theatrical. It was beautiful. You know, hire me, Team Arrow. (laughs) But no, it was a huge underlying theme throughout the entire thing. And even the very beginning, Mm -hmm. um, here comes Nyssa, 
and and her whole thing was your city is burning because you fail to do what is necessary you need to kill and the entire time Oliver's saying no uh, let's fill all these arrows and inject them with the cure and we can cure everybody mm-hmm. so do you feel like Oliver excuse me Oliver was in the right state of mind do you think there's a happy medium or was it Nissa all the way I think Felicity mm-hmm. said it best like the reason we're in this mess is because you did decide to kill Slade instead of cure him and now you have the opportunity to cure him and make it all right and I think that was the greatest like it's basically the show being like here's why it went wrong here's how we're gonna fix it ta-da yeah I loved it I think that they she said it the best that's really all there is to it yeah I'm reading tweets left and right around oh, here. Okay. Yeah, there are lots, oh, yeah, there are lots of I had like 10 of them. I'm really excited to see what everybody's writing right now. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff going on, guys. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's okay. I'm not paying not, attention as much I as will, I should I will right bring now. I'm these, the, this is I'm such a minute detail, but Yale and I were talking about it. and Ooh, sorry. Um, but we were talking about it and little things, like little essences if you will of the show and of felicity and nissa comes in here and she's like you know heir to the demon and she's so serious and felicity's like well oh nine mit class of oh nine which made me realize she's 27 oh good 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 yeah that makes her 27 guys what in case anybody was wondering well, she could have been doing her master's in MIT or could her PhD. Yes. I'm making so. an assumption based on the fact that she just said one school. Well, it was yeah. a bachelor's. Yeah. I'm just saying. That's just something that I noticed. I so like, at oh. minimum, she's 27. Yeah. If not older. So anyways, going Sorry. back to the show, I, I really like the collaboration <laughs> of all the teams. You know, it, it, everybody was joining forces just to stop Slave. This one individual, all the bad, well, you know, yeah, all the bad guys coming together with the good guys making mm-hmm. this one collaborative effort to take down Slade. Right. That beautiful image. Sorry, that beautiful image of uh, the Team Arrow with the assassins, with everybody just marching down the uh, tunnel. Oh, I had goosebumps when that was happening. And, and, you know, you got people stabbing and staffing and shooting. And one of the things Oliver did say, and this is going and jumping ahead, but he said... You know, no kill shots. Mm-hmm. Meaning, basically, when you're shooting the arrow, we are shooting to cure. We are not shooting to kill. So, in other words, shoot in this general vicinity. And the next thing you see is Nissa shoot somebody in the head. And you're like, well, that might be a kill shot. <laughs> I don't think she's listening to you. No, of course not. But uh, Katie Lotz tweeted the image of them walking and said, it, doing it felt as badass as this looks. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. That was amazing. Then you have Amanda Waller over there who's dropping baby bombs. <laughs> And at first, I got to say, I had a blonde moment, and I thought, wait, hold on. Did Diggle sleep with Amanda, and when did that happen? You guys are having a baby? <laughs> okay, never mind. Duh. She's just dropping the bomb that, yeah. obviously, his wife didn't get a chance to to Tell share. Yeah. And that was another underlying yeah. theme-ish. Everybody loved each other this episode. Did you guys notice that? Yeah. yeah. But when, I mean, if you've seen Love Actually, you know that in times of, of tragedy, you tell the people that you love that you love them. Before you die, the last thing you do is tell people you love them. Yeah, so they don't ever... Yeah. Yes. I. It's just interesting because, you know, the, Diggle's wife shows up just in the nick of time and blows up a building. And then, you know, you have that, yes, I do love you moment. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and then also, too, I'm just going to go ahead and say it because all the Elicity fans, I know you guys were upset because I was upset. I was on the edge of my chair mm-hmm. when Oliver and Felicity were in the mansion. They totally right. did play it off really well mm-hmm. as far as them, quote, unquote, 
acting. We all know that Felicity was not acting. Yeah. She was taking right. that moment in. Oh, yeah. But I really did believe him for that moment where he said, he, you know, Slate thought he took the woman I love, but he didn't. And, and I love you, Felicity. But then you caught on to the moment where he says, do you understand? And then he right. didn't kiss her. Yeah, because I was like, wait, wait, where's the kiss? This is now. Mm-hmm. Now's the time. Yeah. And I was... At that moment, rejoicing, going, oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going into season three. They're going to have a romance. And and that was the moment when I went, oh, here's what's happening, guys. And I was so mad. But good call. I was so mad that I was right. And I, it sounds like a humble brag, but it's not. I did not want that to happen. That's not what I wanted. I wanted him to kiss her and, and that to be all true. But you made a great point is if any of you guys saw the picture that was out on the internet, it was slayed with the blade at Felicity's throat. She didn't look that scared. No, everybody mm-hmm. was asking why it is that she didn't look scared. And, and at a point when Laurel came out, she was, <laughs> she was clearly scared <laughs> and very cleverly done that she had the cure and she stabbed mm-hmm. the whole dialogue between Oliver and Slade. I wouldn't be able to reiterate for you, but yeah. I thought that was great as well. Right. But definitely disappointing at the very end when they had that moment on the island and Felicity had that awkward like, wow, like, yeah, you, you really had me going. Uh, for a moment right. like, it's almost like she's reaching for him to argue with her like yeah. I really thought you know you love me it was the unthinkable she's gonna be at home eating ice cream by herself for a couple days <laughs> heck yeah <laughs> whatever they do love each other they do care about each other it's just a different are you a kind of love are you a real Elicity fan are you a die hard Elicity fan I'm a realist Elicity fan oh uh, okay that makes sense I also think that it, I've said this before and I'll say it again I think right. that it's at this point to have them get together on the show doesn't make sense because right. I think they've become two brother sister to Oliver maybe yeah but not to Felicity because he even said when she said you know I don't remember her exact words but about them mm-hmm. acting it really well and he's like yeah we sure did and just walks away mm-hmm. from her yeah. and maybe I'm just a Felicity fan because I'm a fan of the underdog and to me yes she's beautiful she's smart but she is in a sense the underdog because she is the overlooked mm-hmm. she is the girl that thinks that the popular guy is cute and she'd be perfect for him but he just doesn't see it because he's busy looking at sexy legs over there right. I you personally know? just think that she can do better I think what? so as well absolutely I think the flash would be right up her alley I think no! she could do better than that as well wow cool she can do better uh, than a superhero no. yes <laughs> I'm not no I'm, woman does better than a superhero kind of fan I'm not a flash fan just, yeah. but it's not even oh, the, the flash in general and I don't want to get on yeah. that too much but just uh, why not ch- you're probably going to end up being the host on the next show right, right. <laughs> no, but and I you'll just, find a love story there too I, I don't know I'm just I, I've not yet become a fan of the actor playing the flash and I think that's what it is and that's He's nothing young. personal yeah. against him but you know anyways yeah. moving right along back to Arrow on a positive <laughs> note though I think that it's safe to say that uh, a couple things that I've, I've, I really wanted to point out so far is one um Manu Bennett uh, did a great job playing Deathstroke. For this oh, entire absolutely. season's last half, yeah. to watch the power and the conviction that he played that character with and to watch what he brought into the show and how well-developed it was, the plan that he had, and how he brought down Oliver to a, a level of woe and the death of his mom, those things all together, uh, each one of the last four episodes could have been a, a, a season finale in its own right. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was crazy. Yes. yes. And um, to watch how everything came together and how it all went, uh, this one episode, how everything came together and there was so much cohesion between all the different storylines mm-hmm. and watching all the characters come together like that, I thought was really, really cool. Did you guys feel like Manu's character definitely, or Deathstroke, uh, 
really came together for you at the end, or did you feel like it was a little bit weak for this episode? No, I enjoyed it, and um, one thing I will say about him is, even Katie Lott said when she was a guest on our show, mm-hmm. is that he gets into the character so much, and you can just tell by, mm-hmm. even when he does interviews, and one of the things that he happened to say, and I don't recall if it's something I played or something I just watched, yeah. but was... He said, you know, sometimes I wish I wasn't an actor. Not that he meant it, but it's just so emotionally fatiguing. And it really, Mm -hmm. it truly is. Sometimes I wish I was something more simple, but he does. He throws himself into his work. And I think that's what a great actor does. It's You really put yourself there and you really feel the things that your character felt. And so with Deathstroke, with Slade, he had so many inner demons that he was battling with. So as a normal normal functioning human being to jump into that role and to have to feel those feelings that's a lot I um, agree I loved I love him I love the character I love that he got so dark and became this really super villain and that in the end he's still alive which means he can come back he also was cured because the one issue with you know a super villain that is invincible is that he's invincible so there's nowhere to go from there so now he's human right but he's still a human that is well trained and Mm -hmm. I forgot that Mm -hmm. honestly watching the show I was so wrapped up in the Mirakuru that I was thinking that was his superpower but then when he was human and they were having hand to hand combat Mm -hmm. and you even said it's a human battle he was still going in and that's when you have to remember oh yeah you started to train Oliver Mm -hmm. right You, you know so I don't know. I do like that at the very... I didn't mean to change the thought. But I do like at the very end, I don't know if you guys caught this, but when he was at... It wasn't even... He wasn't even at Argus. Like, he was made to look like he was there, but Mm -hmm. really he was at the island. Mm -hmm. But when he was having the conversation with Oliver, and Oliver gave that beautiful speech about, thank you for making me a hero, Mm -hmm. for a moment, it looked like he was teary-eyed. Did you guys catch that? Like, there was a small... Maybe his eyes were just watering and he had allergies. No, I didn't but see it. I saw a little bit of water s- settling in his eye as if he was having a moment. And he shut it off real quick and went right back into being that deviant individual that he is right. that was seeking revenge. I did not catch I that. I missed it. But I will say that it was really cool to see Oliver spare Slade's life. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, I think that a major point to bring up here is that what this allows us to have now is that he's under the control of Argus. So instead of Deathstroke being taken out of the show, who is a major character in the comic books, he can easily be a part of the show now right. for future seasons to mm-hmm. come. And again, uh, we can say that nobody really dies in the world world of Arrow. You know, it's kind yeah. of fun. Everyone's still... Yeah. Except, even Shadow. Even Shadow except still for making Moira, appearances. Yeah. We will mourn for the rest of our seasons together. Yes. <laughs> that was very but disappointing. I mean, but I mean, she could still come back in flashbacks. Oh, again, yeah, like she I definitely just said, could. Shadow was still... We forget, but she has been consistently there throughout the entire season. It's just that she's been a ghost whispering in Slade's ear. Right. Now that he's normal again, will he see... Excuse me. Uh-huh. Will he still see her? I don't know if he'll see her, but he'll probably dream about her and they'll probably have uh, some sort I of... I think it's safe to say that the Mirakuru, uh, one of the side effects now, was schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't really know that before, but now that we know that Oliver had it, and now that we know Slade had it, and now that we know that Roy as well had it, between all three of them, they were seeing and hearing things that weren't actually there. Um, I think it's safe to say that it causes that. So now that that's gone and that's out of the picture and the mir- and he's had the cure, I don't think we have to see him uh, as a schizophrenic anymore. I don't know if schizophrenia is the word I would use. Hallucinations, maybe? Yeah, well, schizophrenic in, is a little bit different. Hallucinations like something that comes and goes, but that's why I'm saying schizophrenic specifically because the diagnosis I would give after three people suffering from the same thing and for the long term that they had. A hallucinate, to hallucinate is one thing. Hallucinate, to hallucinate is like uh, a shroom. Or something like right, that. Right, but they were hallucinating. Wait, I don't think they were. He was. He went no. through something that he felt was so emotionally tragic yeah. and traumatic mm-hmm. that I think that is what 
facilitates the illusions, the longing, and the, I, I don't think it has anything to do with the mirror crew. Now that I think about it, I think it's purely him. I think that that can happen when you obviously, yeah, it can. Like right. Well, I, I think it is the mirror crew, and I think that's what we'll find out in season three going forward. But I mean, we do see Oliver, we do see Roy, we do see him. Anyone that's been touched with the mirror crew is seeing uh, people mm-hmm. in front of them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think the thing that really confuses people a lot of times when they see someone that's suffering from something like that, like if you've seen a beautiful mind or something, mm-hmm. is that 80% of schizophrenics is auditory. It's not visual. So uh. when you're watching the show and you're seeing that take place, that's why a hallucinate, to hallucinate or something like that is mm-hmm. one. But I definitely think uh, class A stereotypical situation, the mirror crew is going to bring out some schizophrenia. All right. Interesting. Which is cool. So, but going on off of, with you mentioned well, no, I was to say mentioning Roy. There yeah. was a lot. We finally got to see him. He's awesome. been unconscious for the past few episodes, yeah. mm-hmm. and they, him, and Thea had a beautiful moment too, where you know, I'm not going to lose you. I love you. Mm-hmm. There's tears. Right. There's all these things, and poor Thea has just been up and down, and of course, she's just finally got pushed over onto the edge. Well, because Thea's her whole like life goal is to find someone who doesn't lie. And, a, you know, and it was a given as soon as he leaves, mm-hmm. go pack. Well, die, you're going to go through his stuff. But why yeah. he had all those arrows, first of all. And second of all, was it you or Mike that was saying during the show, possibly she thinks he's I, the arrow. So I said that it's possible that because of the, because she found arrows and there isn't, it, the world isn't aware that the arrow has his sidekick at this moment. Correct. In, right. in Starling City. So I think that. She then took it to mean that he was the arrow. Yeah. Right. But I think a big part about it is, though, although we're jumping to Thea and the relationship, it's mm-hmm. just great to see Roy actually lived. I mean, this episode, clearly, we've said in episodes coming up to this episode, we thought someone was going to die. Mm-hmm. And the idea that the only death that occurred was legitimately, uh, what's her name? Uh, Isabel? Isabel, yeah. And that's it? Is awesome. And I mean, yeah, Roy waking off. up and yeah. being safe and him being able to say that he was cured and that he doesn't he doesn't feel the way that he did it before mm-hmm. uh, was awesome. Although, I will say, to watch his fight sequence... Uh, with those super soldiers was was again a fast but progression. I know, okay, I know that he was training with Oliver, but I don't recall, and maybe you could refresh my memory, mm-hmm. him learning to shoot an arrow. Did he do that during his training? I know he was slapping a lot of water. Yeah, there was a lot of different things they were doing mm-hmm. that we didn't get to see, but little by little, he was being trained. What did you guys think about his mask? I liked it. It's fine. Okay, I guess I'm the only one. It looks great on, right? But uh, when they hand it to him, yeah. and even when Oliver first got his mask, it just looks like a balloon to me, like a really <laughs> thick balloon, right. you know? And obviously when they have it on, it's, it's you know, it's makeup, it's special effects, it's prosthetics, it's not the same mm-hmm. thing that they're using as a prop. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, it just didn't look very cool to me. It was something right. someone uh, noted last week. Um, was that Sarah took off, she was talking to Laurel, takes off her mask like this, and then within a minute has it back on and the wig back on. Mm-hmm. And like seeing uh, Roy handed this mask that goes all the way around, it's like a snap onto yeah, your face that's mask. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. I was like, I don't think any of the other ones wear a snap on. No, but mm-hmm. when Oliver got his, his was a, a snappy on It was too. a snap on, it wasn't yeah. a tie in the back. Ah, uh, no, I don't think so. No, it wasn't a tie in the back. Oh. Definitely well, not. And Sarah's, it was just makeup at first, and right, then yeah. it was a snap-on. But yeah. I think Sarah's is just a sits Oliver's on not, her face. Oliver's on a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Either way. Um, I agree. There was something off. It was a little cheesy. But yeah. he I'm looks sorry. good in it. No, he does. He definitely... He looks great in it. Mm-hmm. Right. Just, uh, we'll just, drop that topic. I don't yeah. get... So now he's just some punk kid who can slap water and fight a little and shoot some arrows. Right. Right. 
So he's joining Oliver to be a psychic, right. and neither one of them, like, his, what was exciting about him and what appealed, I think, to Oliver was his strength. Right. When he was on the Maracuro. But even before he was, well. Before he was on the Maracuro, yeah, he, he was, was an still, annoying kid. He was, and he, he was trying to help, and he was right. trying to, you know, he had his life changed because the arrow ri- yeah. saved him. Mm-hmm. It, it changed who he was and his, his motivation, because before he wasn't trying to help people. Right. He was a thief. And it's safe to say that watching how advanced the skills were in the fight against the super soldiers, mm-hmm. that uh, it's not yet determined. In season three, obviously, we'll put that ha- allow it to happen for us, but it's not determined that Roy isn't able to still have super strength. I mean, he well, was able to get hurt, but you don't one. you don't know if the cure was one hundred percent. Like maybe it was a cure up to a certain mm-hmm. point. Maybe mm-hmm. when you funnel or you like I shouldn't say funnel, but when you um, really dedicate yourself or you really focus, you can still pull some of the power, which would be great. That would be awesome to see that happen. So we right. can still maintain a little bit of that strength, but not any of the crazy. I think regardless, that's, a, that's a slippery slope for it is. Slade and everybody else. Yeah. It is. It's a very yeah. slippery slope. Well, say regardless, though, you have somebody like Oliver who's highly trained. He doesn't have any special strengths, but he's still able to do the things oh, yeah. that he does. Mm-hmm. So he could easily train Roy to become that as well, because I think Roy still has a lot of training to go. But my question is this. Obviously, now, with Thea being gone, most likely he will go in the direction of sticking with Team Arrow. Mm-hmm. Prior to when he was with Thea and the, the idea was to escape town and yeah. blah, blah, blah. So at that point in his mind, did he think, okay, I'm done with Arrow. I'm going to mm-hmm. go fight this one. Right. But when I'm done, I'm done. I think his his plan was, I'm over it. I'm done with this. And then they called and he was like, uh, I got to go help. Right. That's what I think happened. Yeah, numbers. Mm-hmm. Numbers yeah. are important in that fight. It was very important. So do you think because... yeah. You know, I don't want to spoil anything, but if anybody's read the articles, one of the things that the producers have said is that the thing about Arrow is that they're not afraid to get rid of characters. They're not afraid to kill people off because they don't want to recycle stuff. Mm -hmm. They want to keep it interesting. Somebody's not coming back season three. So, and we can talk about more of it in predictions, but she did walk off with Dad. And I don't know if that means she'll be gone for the first half of season three. Mm-hmm. Maybe she'll come back, a fighter. I mean, it's exci- It's an exciting venue to take, though. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Thea's character mm-hmm. has developed so well this season from season one. I saw a girl in the OC in season one. I saw a girl that was uh, going through a lot of struggles with her mom. She was dealing with a lot of pressure from um, Oliver, from her boyfriend. Uh, her life was changing. She was becoming more of an adult. And she never tried to play the role up. She never tried to be the center of attention. She never tried to be the spotlight all of season two. Mm-hmm. She played her character perfectly. She showed emotion. She showed compassion. And she showed she showed all the aspects of what her character should have felt like in the in the essence of every episode. Her essence was in every episode. And I really respect it because now we come to a cliffhanger uh, season finale where she's getting into a limo with Malcolm Merlin, her father, and taking off, which sets up for her to be speedy or anything else. And it even sets up for the idea that when she comes back, her anger was so well-formed that we can see it build a character that makes sense from it. You know what I mean? Which is great. Well, it's interesting you say that because enough anger to force her to go with her dad, who at the beginning of the episode she shot. Twice. Yes. And it was... It made it had a moment where I went, huh? Because yeah. one of the things that Malcolm said is, you know, Oliver lacked the conviction Tommy. to, ki- to Tommy. kill me. Tommy. Tommy. Yeah. Oh, did he say Tommy? Yeah, it was Tommy. We were talking about Tommy. His son held a gun on him. 
Oh wow! Yeah. I don't know. In my mind, I was hearing Oliver, even though he said Tommy. He said Tommy. But times. he was just saying, Thinking yeah, he lacked the Oliver. He had the opportunity, <laughs> and he didn't do it. But you did. Like, I'm, he said, I'm, so I'm so proud, proud of you. Of you. Well, so we have um, a tweet from Ash five six zero eight who says that uh, now we know how Thea gets her training, but will she be speedy? I personally yeah. think, honestly, from the looks of it, I think she's going to come back maybe at the end of next season as the greatest supervillain. Dave, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, no I was just going to say, think. what is the irony in that, though? Do you know what I mean? Like, at the beginning of the season, Super because villain? with yeah. everything and her, you know, helping Roy to find the arrow and this and that, the mystery of the arrow and blah, right. blah, blah, and now you're going to come back and be a fighter, too? Yeah. And I think I said it, I think I said it last time that I would, thought that she was going to go off and join the League of Assassins. Yeah. I don't know right. if I said it on the air if I just said yes, it you to did. you guys. You oh, did. good. You did. So I... Even more so now, think she's gonna at least learn some really kick-ass. Awesomeness. But here's the thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So the League of Assassins, they all came with Nyssa, and mm-hmm. they all did their thing. The Dark Archer has been solo. Now, did he emancipate himself from them a long time ago? But he still has a skill, and he walks around with the Dark Hood. Or is he still a part of them? And if so, why was he not with the I, rest of the crew? I thought they said earlier in the season. I thought way early on, Moira told him like. I talked to Roz and he's going to come like, after well, you. Yeah. Ah, okay, yes, because yes, he, he left them. You're yeah. right. You're right. Now I remember that. So she's not going to really join them, but she's going to get the same whatever. training. Yeah, but I think it's safe to say at this point that I agree with you. It's very important. This is a season finale for us mm-hmm. to discuss the predictions we were right about. I will also say that I was correct with the elicity. It's not oh, happening. Hush. It's not happening. <laughs> okay, well, you Nick were could, correct. I was way correct, and that makes me sad. Yeah, what are you? Were you were way correct about tonight's episode. Tonight's episode, uh, you were on point. Yeah, for the for the people you who weren't in the screening room with us, as soon as they walked into Oliver's house and he said to her, mm-hmm. um, "The Slade is going to come after the one I love," I was like, "Oh, I get it," because the house is full of bugs. Yeah, we knew that from the beginning. Yeah, and it's yeah. an empty house. Bad foundation very termites everywhere. It was very clear. <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh yeah, and also I needed to give a shout out as well. I'm giving mm-hmm. a shout out right now to Simona. Uh, hold on a second, Simona. Dolmanat. Uh, Simona wanted to say, uh, can she get a shout out? She's a huge fan of After Buzz and she's from South America. What, and, did she have anything yes. to add or just she wanted to shout out? No, she's wanted to shout out. And, uh, if you guys want to follow her, she's a loyal fan of ours at, uh, Simone, uh, A Do, A L. I don't know how to read Twitter handles anymore. You can find her on my Twitter, guys, at M Mowgli, M O W G A L I. But Simona, next time, uh, share some some predictions, some ideas, some opinions, please. Yes, I think yeah. it'd be hard for her right now because she can't watch right now. I'm saying next uh, season, <laughs> yeah. not now. So oh, anyway, okay. <laughs> going back to Malcolm and Thea. Yeah, uh, some of the other dialogue that they had, I remember. I was like, oh, that's so good. He like, was hilarious he was, tonight because he was being dad. <laughs> You just found out yep. a little while ago that she's your daughter, and already, you know, when she was talking about going back to Roy. Well, he said, I'm your father. There's not much I don't know. I, I think he's True. known for way, a long time. Oh, way long. I feel like he's known since she was born because he can oh, do math. Yeah. I'm going to assume <laughs> that he can do math. Yeah. Like, oh, <clears throat> where was I nine months ago? That's right. I censored the elastic part of that sentence. Yeah. I yeah. was going to say something about Moira. Okay. Sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Too far. That's okay. So I missed um, it. No, but I it just I thought it was <laughs> cute. Yeah, he was. He was very funny. This episode, mm-hmm. like, right in the beginning of season one, he was a little bit darker. Obviously, right. this time around, even though he's him, it's almost like this energy about him is a little bit lighter, a little right. bit more. I want to like you now. 
right? It's, it's kind of like uh, Moira's dead. Right. Uh, the only person he has left is his daughter. Yeah. She now knows, and he's free from the League of Assassins. So I guess, you know, he's he's got well, this weight. Well, like he's seeing these little traits of himself yeah. and her, and like, oh right. yeah, like I have a daughter now. Yeah, yeah. he's got this weight lifted off his shoulders. Yeah. He can a strong daughter, from. one that he can yeah. mold and shape. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's grown into that strength. But she yes. did say in her notes, she'll never come back. Yeah, which but is, I think which, which is a way of saying yeah. I'm gonna come back for a big yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 But you know what? What about Detective Lance? Mm-hmm. Because he had some great moments in the beginning. Great I love that at Dec- the beginning. Um, well, first of all, he got really ticked off about Laurel Nissa. being. Well, I was going to say oh. Oliver wanting to go for the city first before Laurel. And he uh-huh. was like, uh, excuse you. And yeah. they had that big fight scene before she was taken. Mm-hmm. And he got thrown across the room. And I even thought, too, oh, something happened to him. And then later on for him to be walking around, it just escaped me that he'd even been thrown around at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, right. he's this detective that we've seen many times try to fight and be awesome. And he usually Doesn't. fails. Um, right. And and so we see him in this awesome fight, and and one of the army of Marikuru soldiers throws him across the room, and he hits a table. And I was like, "There's no way he just got up from that." And then later, he uh, he sticks an arrow in someone with the cure in it, and it was a, an amazing. Like, oh, he did one. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Got one. And, and and it's funny too. I think I wrote that down in my notes because you see Nissa give him like the nod of approval, yeah, like the. Ah, mm-hmm. you did something useful. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And then at the end, we see that it's like internal bleeding or something. Is oh my gosh, inside. I'm so worried right now. Yeah, I'm wondering if maybe he got hit with Mirakuru because yeah. he started uh, the blood started coming out of his mouth. Yeah, but it usually comes out of the right, eyes. Right, of course. But I mean, depending, I mean, it it could have been. I don't know. I'm just saying what if because honestly, if his chest was broken or if he had a bunch of internal bleeding, you don't How think do you he would not have noticed. Feel that? How do you I mean, the, you don't have nerves Adren- on the inside. I'm going to go with... Not that much adrenaline. They're going to argue that it's the adrenaline from the whole situation, from saving his daughter, from fighting and whatever. It's been he, a while, though. Yeah, yeah I'm aware. Thank you. But I think that's what they're going to argue. Okay, did you guys catch, though, in the beginning of that scene, as Sarah's departing mm-hmm. and she's choosing mm-hmm. her destiny? Yes. Yeah. I love that. And she hands off her black jacket oh, to it Laurel. Fits. It's a nice jacket. Yeah. yeah. Dad's yeah. like, don't get any ideas. But to right. me, it was such a red flag. Ding, 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 ding. Mm-hmm. I'm handing a piece of... And it's obviously going to be gradual, but it's... Yeah, there was, uh, there was a lot of moments to love about Lance in this episode. I mean, uh, first off, starting with how he uh, dressed Nissa when he first saw her. Like, mm-hmm. who let her in? Or what's yeah. she doing here? Like, he was going to fight her. But he already knew what she did to him last time. Mm-hmm. So he was like, you know, ten times really more afraid do? of her. Like, <laughs> who let her in? Oh! Uh. <laughs> All right, she's on our side. Sounds good. But I just it was really nice to see him do that. And then at the same time, you saw him try to save Nissa and help her. Mm-hmm. Or not try to. He did. He saved Nissa yeah. and helped her. So you're seeing like, uh, you see Lance, uh, uh, Detective Lance's character get to have that, that effect where he's finally, you finally get to see him helping out, him helping the arrow, telling him he must, he must kill, like he yeah, needs to do it. Yeah, can we talk about that? Yeah, he's really, his character's starting to become, uh, more fleshed out. And I really like that. His, he had so his many different aspects. Is, is entering a gray area because he's straight up said to the arrow, you know, you should you should kill these people. Basically, that's what he said. Well, I mean, he's a, at what, he's a police officer. Well, yes, but at what? At this, like, your daughter's been taken captive. The city is going amok. At some point, you do have to make that decision and and right. decide. It's either me or you. What are we gonna do? He's already he's already uh, abandoned his police ways in that he Great. is helping the vigilante, and now he's going, "Hey, vigilante, kill people." Right. 
Well, what would you do? Well, I don't know. I'm not a cop. I mean, the reality <laughs> of the situation is the vigilante is necessary. I mean, Starling City is not Miami. It's not Los Angeles. The crime rates are not similar. At this point in time in Arrow world, mm-hmm. if you were someone that it's like, hey, I want to move to Starling City, you're asking for <laughs> it. The city's corrupted. You know what I'm saying? So basically what you got going on is a situation where he's taking on a role such as Commissioner Gordon or mm-hmm. Lieutenant Gordon, if you will. Um and Batman. So, like, he's now going to be a mentor to the, the Arrow, and he understands the Arrow and him have to have a relationship, police and vigilante. They can help and be beneficial to one another, and both are necessary mm-hmm. for them to save Starling City. Because, again, the whole show is based on an idea of saving this city. Yeah. And uh, the city's obviously corrupt. There's a lot of bad things going on. The real estate must be terrible. Shut <laughs> you know what I mean? Right now. I'm an Arrow You world. know what I want to talk about, though, is that ending fight scene between Slade and between Oliver. And they were doing so many flashbacks to obviously mm-hmm. close a lot of gaps, but it was fighting of the island, fighting in the present, fighting of the island. What did you guys think about that as far as the cinematography? Because at first, I didn't like it. Oh, it was yeah. beautiful. It was like the scene, the fight itself kept moving from the present to the past, and it showed right. how how Slade, when he was human, how he fought. It was exactly... Right. It was <clears throat> It was just... It was beautiful. Yeah. I... I can see why you don't like it, but it was definitely an amazing thing to see and to watch it flow and just, you know, he throws him and all of a sudden we're back on the island and he's thrown in. Right. And then he yeah. kicks him and we're back. It's oh, It was amazing. I think one of the best parts about Arrow, and I'll say this over and over again and I'll defend it. In season one, the number one thing that hooked me on watching Arrow as a television show that I truly enjoyed before I ever did this show even uh, was the idea that Oliver killed somebody. When I saw that, I was like, whoa, I was like, this is CW? And it realized, or it created the uh, kind of the assumption in my mind that Arrow's not like other CW shows. It's not Beauty and the Beast. It's not any of these other ones that are like about a love story and mm-hmm. about being a soap opera, which Smallville and so many other shows did. Yeah. This isn't this isn't a soap opera. And for a little bit this season, I thought we were falling away from mm-hmm. that. A lot of illicity stuff going on. A lot of uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, uh, oral going on. Well, that doesn't sound right, does it? Nope. <laughs> no, <but laughs> or I does like it? <laughs> but in general, Oliver and Laurel. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't even know a better thing to whatever, say. Whatever. The, the oral, Laurel you know, story. whatever you want to say. There's so many different lines going in there. And, uh, I was really worried because I was like kind of falling away. I'm like, this isn't about kissing and stuff like that. This is about a guy defending a city killing. And what you saw in this episode, uh, really brought us back to that action factor, brought us back to that real high energy factor. Mm-hmm. It took us away from the relationships. It let those things be the side story. And it had the fighting sequences between uh, Slade and Oliver and uh, Malcolm Merlin and a super soldier and all these other people that are involved. And mm-hmm. you're seeing these big names coming out like League of Assassins or Malcolm Merlin or Speedy or Roy. Everybody's fighting. Everyone's getting involved. Mm-hmm. And it really brings the power into the show. And I really think episodes like this uh, dictate um, I don't know the the flow of where the show is going more so than the relationships, which is great. That's what I really yeah. felt like. I mean, you need the relationships so that there's a purpose course, to save the course, city. Of course, yes. but I agree. I loved that they the really went back to the action and and reminded us what is happening. Uh, yeah. And I love. I said it at the beginning of this uh, podcast, but I love that we finally got to the moment where Oliver thinks Sarah is dead and yes. Slade is dead. Right. Yes, it's been two years. Yes. For us. Yes. yes. So we've been waiting mm-hmm. for that moment. Yeah. I'm so happy. Yes. Right. I agree. And you know, and I will say this as far as the comment you made earlier about the flashbacks between mm-hmm. which and which, I can agree with you with the flow and how everything went and how it pieced everything together. 
for me, I feel like I would have liked to also seen those scenes separately in some senses too, just because when it first started happening, mm-hmm. I obviously got a hang of what was going on, but when it first started happening, where am I? Okay, we're at the island. Wait, it flashed. It's dark. I can't mm-hmm. tell. Am I on the island or am I in present time? What's going on? So the beginning of that scene for me was yeah. like, eh, eh. Right. oh, okay. And then towards the end is where, for me, it started to feel more like a flow because mm-hmm. right. we got to see the moment where he has the arrow. He has the opportunity, and we get to see the opportunity of, did he choose to kill or cure him? Right. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's my thought on that. All in all, the flashbacks really have come to a point where uh, I feel very comfortable moving into season three. There was always the questions of how, 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 why, 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 up until now. Mm-hmm. Now we know where Oliver got his training at, his real training. Right. You know? But is that like a whole new can of worms as I far mean, as flashbacks? Because absolutely. now he's in Hong Kong. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I didn't see that one coming. And I bet they're going to incorporate uh, a strong Chinese influence into the show because, you know, that's a huge audience and it's a huge market. And I read something online that was talking about something like that. So I think we should uh, look forward to maybe even seeing a hero come out uh, like a I would say a DC comic uh, hero come out of like uh, like Hong Kong. But a lot of heroes went through Hong Kong. Mo- a lot a lot of them mm-hmm. really. So you have like Batman and went through Hong Kong. A lot of heroes have gone to the China and come back. That's more most of them got their martial arts training, I would think. Well, I think what's yeah. really um, interesting to see going forward is that we've we've seen a lot on the island. We saw where he got the the arrows. We got the hood. Um, and I'm really uh, looking forward to seeing the rest of his skills that we've seen him pull yeah. out. Mm-hmm. We're like, what? How could you learn Russian fluently on that? Oh, Anatoly. Right. Yeah. And we're going to I think we're still going to get more of that because oh, right before he left the submarine um he was told that he oliver was told that he was going to get trained when he gets back right and yeah. learn russian and learn yeah. all yeah. sorts of stuff so we're going to get eventually back to there and i know that we'll eventually get back to the island cuz that's where he was rescued from right but i mean how long have we been on the island now it's only been yeah. about a year no well in, in flashback time yeah. we're yeah. 5 years this is or we're no, no, we're like 2 years you're right yeah. 2 or 3 years in or yeah, not like 2 no, years it's been 2 years at yeah, most at most yeah. you're right what am i talking about i thought you meant sorry i was thinking something totally you're totally right it's like yeah. 2 years so there's another 3 at most we've still got lots of time for him to yeah. learn things so now we yeah. know that there was a lie there there was an evident lie that they mm-hmm. thought that he was on the island for 5 years he was really only on the island for 2 he I, come far. He'll come back. Yeah. I, I will say that's what I love about all the island scenes is you mm-hmm. find out so much information it's always stuff that you never would have thought mm-hmm. right. happened and something is always a big reveal that you go oh that's a great thing that's what flashbacks oh. are flashbacks yeah. are big reveals in every show yeah. so is there anything in this episode that maybe I skipped over that's a big something for you that you feel like you have to talk about tonight? Uh, Diggle being a dad was pretty big. I mean, we mentioned it, but uh, it was really cool to see that happen. You know, it is cool to see like a, some a relationship that is cemented between uh, him and his well, wife. Well, because the last time we saw him and his wife, we weren't really sure what was going on because right. he exactly. was telling her, I don't know who you are, who you've become, you're mm-hmm. acting crazy. Mm-hmm. In other words, of course, he yeah. said. Right. But. We haven't seen her since. She was pregnant the whole time. We yeah. Didn't know. <laughs> and then she just comes back out of the blue and, hey, by the way, you're about to be dad. Right. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah. it's cool because it means that we also have more storylines, more arcs, and Absolutely. more more drama that can be brought into season three in uh, fight sequences. I mean, there's so much that's going to go on now. Now that we have Deathstroke still in the show. Mm-hmm. Now that we have uh, everything that's going on between Amanda Waller and Oliver. Now that we have these things going on, there's just so much more so many more avenues and so many more facets that have been opened up for us. I think since Sarah's gone, Thea's gone, Roy's going to need mm-hmm. some sort of friend to turn to, and yeah. I really hope that means more sin. 
Oh, yeah, that would be cool. Really? Yeah. Yes. Um, you know what? I want, this is the last thing I want to bring up. What did you guys feel about? Because the way they handled the end of this, and mm-hmm. again, another article that I had read, the producers were talking about the way they wrapped up season two. It's almost like they wrapped up season one and season two all together now. Right. And coming into season three, it's going to be a completely different. So you're still left thinking what's going to happen in season three. But at mm-hmm. the same time, it's not the same finale as season one. There was a huge death and there was tragedy. And you're wondering, oh, my gosh, now what? Whereas this, it was a nice, peaceful ending mm-hmm. with a few open doors right left. if you will yeah yeah so did that uh, were you okay with that or would that make you go oh okay season finale well i kind of i kind of like that that explanation that it really has wrapped up season one and two because right. his oliver's family's gone he's not hiding his secret from anyone everyone that Knows. matters right. needs to know and now it's going to be a story about one how he got his training and that whole backstory which i personally love i love origin stories like that yeah. so that's going to be really interesting and I guess, again, just like last season, we have a rebuilding of Starling City. So it's going to be really exciting to see him trying to help rebuild the city, as Felicity pointed out, without money. Yes. Having to get a job. Um, So, no, I love the way they wrapped it up, and I'm really excited to see where it goes. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what happens with the Flash storyline. You know, I don't know if you guys remember this, but a while back when I was like a kid growing up, there was a Flash TV show. It was like a, it was like an episodic TV show, mm-hmm. and I don't remember how many seasons it ran for, but it was awesome, mm-hmm. and I thought it was really cool. It's the first time I actually was exposed to the Flash. I mean, I heard it randomly throughout comics that I read mm-hmm. growing up, but that was the first time I got like a, a big dose, like, and it was a, uh, it was live action, so uh, it's really interesting to see how this one's going to work out. I wonder if it's going to actually play in the favor of the CW and it's going to get the ratings it needs to survive because a superhero, it's a lot harder to believe that and right. to jump on board with that than it is for people to believe in the era right now. Yeah. And uh, I can't wait to see what happens with that show. I think that's a big thing we need. We, it's obvious that we should at least bring up. But I can understand you guys don't think it's attractive as Stephen Amell no, or something no, like no, that. No, no, no. It's honestly... Oh, no, no, that's not it. <laughs> no, it's not. Honestly, the thing about it is that if The Flash, the show, if it doesn't work out for mm-hmm. whatever reason, ratings, fans, right. whatever, they'll always, and I think this is something that they should do, is they'll always be able to bring it back to Arrow. Yeah. Right. It's still within the same universe, yeah. and I think it would right. still be interesting. I personally would have kind of preferred that instead of doing a separate show, it was just one giant, beautiful show. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. my personal opinion. It's just too hard to have all that in there. Look what we're dealing with right now. Right now, Arrow is running an hour long, 24 episodes, 23 episodes, 24 episodes in a season. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's crazy. We're literally watching feature-length movies over each episode. You know, yeah. like we're watching sixty minutes, another thirty, and we could be watching like a movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, to have to fit those other storylines in and to make them work well, they were barely able to do with the island right now. So I guess that's why they're splitting it up more. And even so, that's why they're taking the Black Canary, splitting it. They're mm-hmm. taking like Diggle's role and his relationship, kind of splitting it. They're splitting everything. Thea's uh, relationship with Merlin, splitting it because they can't explain all the storylines. In one season, even with 24 episodes. So by dividing it up now, they can just boop, throw it out, and then pull it right back in and say it's already been done. Well, I'm just saying if Flash doesn't work out, we'll take him back. (laughs) All right, guys. I'm going to wrap up this This segment of the show, and I'm going to take it into some news and gossip. Nice. Do it. All right. Okay, so I have some pictures that I'm going to pull up, and at the end I have some videos. So whenever you get a chance, if you could pull up my first picture... Um, and while that is being pulled up, so there's this really cool website. I'm going to look at my notes really fast. 
Uh, it's called ScreenRant.com, and there was something that had real-life inspirations behind some of the best comic book villains. So there's a whole bunch of them. I only pulled the two that were relevant to this particular TV show, but mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about this. If you get a chance, go online, look at that website. You can see a whole bunch of your other favorite villains. So this first one Gotta is Talia Al Ghul, who was first seen in May of 1971, and she was actually inspired by the novels of Fu Manchu, which you will see in the center right over there, and then On Her Majesty's Secret Service. So the creators were just saying, this was something I found that was interesting, uh, not only is she the daughter of the fearsome crime lord Ra's al Ghul, but she also was the mother of Bruce Wayne's son, Damien. All the creators said that in various different interviews, along with influences from the early 30s British Fu Manchu novels, the relationship between Bruce, Ra, and Talia directly mimics that of James Bond's Draco and his daughter Tracy from the sixth Bond film. Ooh. So I thought that was cool, random, neat information. Going on to our next image, please is Harley Quinn. And the interesting thing is the inspiration behind her was somebody from a soap opera. It's from Days of Our Lives. Random, right? (laughs) Uh, But it was starring actress Arlene Sorkin, who's dressed as a court jester. And yeah, so she was the inspiration behind that. I definitely see the resemblance. Yeah, but isn't (laughs) isn't that crazy to think that somebody saw this character on a soap opera and thought, hmm... I am going to turn her into a supervillain. Yeah. So that's that. Going on to my next set of pictures. Okay, so this is Katie Cassie Blonde. This is an old picture, but the reason I bring this up is because she posted something. Excuse me, Katie Lotz posted something on Instagram, and it was... uh, It was Katie Cassie. Sorry, Katie Cassie, Katie Lotz, dyeing her hair blonde again. Mm. And so, of course, all the fans are speculating, are you dyeing your hair blonde to become the Black Canary? And then we see the jacket handoff in tonight's episode. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. But in the meantime, she did happen to say that... This is her quote. It's definitely intimidating because I want to make the fans happy. And because of the way that I am and the way that I study my craft, I will do tons of research. I'll read many of the comics books as much as I can to bone up to Black Canary. But at the same time, everybody's asked her if she's done that already. And she says not yet. Maybe she's just saying that Mm -hmm. because she hasn't gotten that okay that this is where it's going and Mm -hmm. this is what uh, I'm going to do. She has all summer. Yeah. (laughs) So, okay, my next picture is... Of a magazine cover. She's actually, this is a recent magazine. I believe She's it was gorgeous. from March. It's called Glamaholic. Um, but so if you are a big fan of Katie Cassie, please go online. You can look for this. Thank you. You're, you're, <laughs> you're welcome. That was especially for Mike. No okay. And then my last two Team things oral. that I have, I don't know. Do I have any pictures? Oh, okay. Katrina Locke, since we saw a lot of her this evening. Mm-hmm. I always love when they do the split screen of the, comic and then of the actual person mm-hmm. it's interesting to see the cat because they have such a strong rela- resemblance but the two videos that i have pulled and i love that all the actors on arrow are multi-talented they're not just actors you know earlier i brought pictures of paul blackthorne that had taken because he mm-hmm. was a photographer and people sing and this and that well katrina law is no different if you're a big fan you know that but she can also sing so here is a segment from her most recent music video So yeah, she's she's just little naked in the back. Yeah, there you go, Sarah. No big, no big. Super sexy. Oh, confused. 
to the interesting music videos, like a country influenced. Yes, you know that's the thing too. It's like okay, um, this country is country. Music? This is country, but she's know. definitely. But, I don't, and I, I never would have pinned her as a country singer either. No, I can see that. So Uh-oh. very, very sexy. The other thing is she's a stand-up comedian. So I, I have a little clip of her stand-up comedy. Yeah. Right? And she's she's talking about just to clue you guys in on where it's coming from because I may have cut it off half joke, but she's talking about being mixed race because yeah. she is mixed with uh, German, Italian, and Chinese. Oh yeah. And so I believe the video is about to start. Uh, there we go. We'll give it a moment. We Here we go. S- if we can get some. Oh. It's a comedy store. Now, imagine when you're younger, your parents trying to convince you to pick their religion. With Buddhism, you will find eternal life with your own heart. <laughs> well, with Catholicism, we actually have a God that will give you real answers instead of stupid riddles. <laughs> A young Sarah Silverman, if you will. Oh, you think you got so smart? Why he getting stuff stapled to cross? And her next year, I think that was really cute and funny too. just funny she's waving to all the white people in the crowd it was, it was cute it was funny i had no idea that she was also a stand-up comedian so obviously yeah. again very multi-talented and i just want to share that with you guys thanks yeah you're welcome i love her in arrow <laughs> oh, boo. i thought she's really sexy in the bathtub but anyways tweet out that music video yeah, yeah. so anyways let's get into our predictions for season three what does that sound and now we're after buzz This is, I'm spooked out right now. Oh my god, I'm on Mercury. But <laughs> anyhow, okay, so season three. I mean, there's so many different ways that we can go into season oh, three. Yeah. Obviously, right. Oliver has no <clears throat> money. Maybe he will get a job. That'll be interesting. Let me balance a job, and then oh, by the way, I see save the city at night. Yep. Mm-hmm. There you go. With no funding. Um, yeah, Laurel is going to be a big venue, and I think that also they're going to start bringing up Moira because Moira is going to haunt him, and I think that'll be another new driving force behind what – because last season one, it was re- avenging my father, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden now you have to avenge your mother, and that's just is. a whole different yeah. mess to clean up, if you will. Like you had mentioned, I think – Obviously, rebuilding the city. It would be weird to go into season three and everything's all rebuilt again, mm-hmm. like they did it last time around. Um, what else do I think is going to happen? I, I don't think we're going to see Thea for a long time, but I would love for them to do a split story and have Thea and her father somewhere in a far off land, but her training and seeing some really cool combat in a shed somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I think Slade's gone for a little while, but as far as the character that's not coming back, right. because there is going to be a character that doesn't come back, who do you guys think it's going to be? I think it's Sarah. Nah, I mean, that's too obvious to me. I feel like it's going to be one of those obvious. things where you just don't think. Because that's not... I think Sarah's hand. gone. Personally, um, I think we're going to come back to a time jump. I think it's going to yeah. be 
six months later. I hate that. I know. Oliver's going to have an employment of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. He's got to get a job. Yeah, we're not going to see But who Thea has the for... company? Isabel is gone. Yeah, She's but... dead. This is her prediction. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I swear sorry. to God. I don't have answers. <laughs> I don't write this show. Thank you. God. God. All right. <laughs> six months in the future. Thea's gone. Um, I don't think we'll get her back till mid-season. See, and I think she's the one that's going to be gone. Holy Jesus. I, I, <laughs> she's rude, this one. You want to tell me my prediction? No, 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 I'm good. I'm All good. right, then. Where was Addiction I? Addiction thief. Smasher. <laughs> Whatever. I don't care anymore. Forget it. <laughs> what do you think? I don't know if it's safe to talk in this room. <laughs> but my predictions would be that, yes, I think it's Wait, season- do you think? <laughs> oh, my God. We're having a great time. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? So my predictions are for season three, we're going to notice a couple of things happen. Number one, we're going to see Oliver trying to get back his company. And that's going to be a huge part of season three. In fact, it's going to be something that probably flows throughout it. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to have to see the Flash character and that whole storyline and that arc develop into a different TV show. But we're going to see Felicity even go over and come back between Central City. Oh, I think yeah. that'd be really cool to have happen. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I think that Nissa Ghul and Sarah's relationship will not be developed anymore. I think Sarah was a guest star on the show simply because she has other projects she's working on as well they couldn't hold her down so she probably is going to be working on a lot of other stuff in the Mm -hmm. meantime as far as the relationship between Roy and Oliver goes I think that we're going to see that starting out in the season the same relationship that Roy and Oliver have will be the same relationship as Malcolm Merlin and Thea will have It'll be a father and a sensei, or mm. sense, a father or a sensei, yeah. and uh, what do you, student. What, stupid student or pupil? Yeah. yeah. So Put your we'll hand see down. that. Oh, but and, I have uh, input. I have input. Yeah, but it's not your prediction. Yeah. <laughs> Keep that hand down. <laughs> and, Tell uh, us more, Mowgli. Yeah, I think that we're setting up for Amanda Waller. Like I said before in the last episode, I think we're setting up for Amanda Waller to be our villain coming into the next season. She almost Ooh. blew up a city simply to contain us, uh, 50 soldiers. So that's huge. I have so many issues with Amanda Waller. Yeah, me too. But, I mean, at the same time, I love the fact that she's in the show because it brings Argus in and it brings a lot of different aspects Mm -hmm. and characters in. Oh, yeah, and I think Diggle's kid is going to uh, be um, the start of Diggle's character uh, developing more of an emotional and more of a storyline and then then we – I mean, we saw a lot of Diggle in Mm -hmm. season two, right? But I think we're going to have a lot of his story being – changing up his yeah. whole and not really a story but his future his present is changing quite a bit yeah instead of being just to oliver dedicated oh god hey, i think that's i think i think that's the end of the show no, yeah. okay, so just, okay so when you had said he's you think he's gonna be trying to he being oliver yeah. trying to get his company back uh-huh. what would be cool is if he started a brand new company but yeah. a company that is based on good morale because there's probably a lot of right not so good morale from mm-hmm. Queen Consolidated. So if he were to start something brand new and build it up to where it became that big of a conglomerate, that would be awesome. There's right. no but, money in good Oh morale. my God, there's so you much that's going to happen. Hush. So anyway. Wait, we have to hush that. Yeah. New labs. Last thing I want to say warehouse. is that we do know, according to the producers, that the child that he had, Arrow allegedly, cave. is going to be an issue in season three. So that will child be really cool. Child who had? Oliver. Oliver, that Moira paid off. Oh, there you go. That's ladies. good. That's good. That's good. We dug for that one. Okay. All right. So. Team. Oh, now we're done? So now we're done. Now that Team I got that, it's Felicity is um, dead. So, yeah. That wraps up tonight's show. Thank you so much for joining us all season long. We cannot wait to join you for season three. Until mm-hmm. then, oh, yeah. And find us on Twitter. Wonderful summer. Yes. And see please where we go next. Find us on Twitter. Go ahead and leave your Twitter handles. Uh, at Twitter, uh, twitter.com <laughs> slash M-M-O-W-G-A-L-I, Mowgli, M-Mowgli. Feel free to find me. 
Um, I got to give a shout out to Sirens Boudoir for the styling. And you can find out more information nice. on that at yell.tv. That's Y A E L.tv. And on Twitter at Yell Teagle, Y A E L T Y G I E L. And I'm Ali Kona Bradford. You can find me at Kiss My Passport or you can go onto my website, alikonabradford.wix. Dot com backslash television host and we really appreciate it when you go onto our websites you like or you follow us it helps us out a lot as hosts so thank you so much for your support we love you and we will see you next season all right guys take it easy from executive producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire AfterBuzz tv staff we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz tv network to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. Thank you for watching.